I am so happy to be here this morning. God has blessed us. Me and my wife, we have looked forward to this time. We're so grateful to be in your presence today. I'm not alone when it's speaker, so I won't hold you long, but I just wish you would turn to the scripture that was read in our hearing, Matthew chapter 22, verse 35 through 40. <clears throat> Matthew 22, 35 through 40. One of them, which was a lawyer, asked, asked him, questioning him, tempting him, saying, Master, what is the greatest commandments in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. You know, he was a lawyer. He knew the law. He knew what it took to be right with God. He knew it. But this thing would hang all the law and the prophets captured me. And so when I studied this, I titled this, A Foundation Under a Foundation. You ever had a foundation under a foundation? That's what God has, a foundation under a foundation. Now, they had to, they had to keep the law. God has always had law. And 1 John 3, 4, whosoever committed sin transgresses the law. So without law, there is, there is no sin. For sin is a transgression of law. So I know God has always had a foundation. He's always had a law. And in 1 Corinthians 9, 9, it is written in the law of Moses. So I know God had a law for the children of Israel. He had a law of Moses. But on top of that, he had a law of Christ. And Galatians 6 and verse 2, bear you one another burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. But as I was studying this, my concern was between Adam and Moses. I knew there was a law of Moses, and I knew there was a law of Christ. What, what about the people that was between Adam and Moses? Was there a law for them? Because without law, without law, there is no sin. So as I studied it, I thought about Romans 12 and verse, I'm sorry, Romans 5 and verse 12. Romans 5, 12. It says, and so death passed unto all men. For that all have sinned, for until the law there, for until the law sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed. For there when when there is no law, nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses. Because they died, there had to be a law. Think of it, think of it like this: death, sin, law. The law, when you sin, you die. So there had to be a law between Adam and Moses. And I want to find the foundation under the foundation. And that's what I'm trying to find today. I know God has always had a law. So in the law of Moses, he said in Exodus 20, thou shall have no other gods before me. I'm trying to sound like God, right? Thou shall have no other gods before me. Thou shall remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not steal. Scott, how do you think God would sound? <laughs> okay, good. Doing good. Thou shalt do this. So God came up with this law. But you know what they did? They broke it. So God had a law. And they all broke it. And to be truthful, we all have broken the law. You know, one day the mom was watching her little daughter and she was drawing. And the mom came in and said, well, baby, what are you drawing? 
And she said, I'm drawing God. So the mom left, and she kept thinking in her mind, I better go and talk to that gal. So when she came back, she said, well, baby, you know, nobody really knows what God looks like. She said, they will when I'm done. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is that God has always had a law. And I want to found, find the foundation under the foundation. That's what we're trying to tackle today. And so when you go to Micah, brother, Micah 6, 2, let's start here. And keep in mind that we're trying to find the foundation under the foundation. Because God has always had a law for his people. And in Micah 6, 2, what does he say that, brother? Listen, you mountains, the indictment of the Lord. Uh-huh. And you enduring foundations of the earth. Right. Uh huh. God has a case against his own people. God has a case against his people. And so there is a law under the law. Keep going, brother. My people, what have I done to you? Mm -hmm. Can I you hear God asking his own people, what have I done to you? God saying, I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I fed you manna in the wilderness. I gave you water from a rock. What have I done to you? What happened, brother? Indeed, I brought you up from the land of Egypt mm -hmm. and ransomed you from the house of slavery. Mm -hmm. And I sent before you Moses, mm -hmm. Aaron, and right. Uh huh. My people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, counseled, mm -hmm. and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him. You remember they sent, they wanted Balak to, 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 to curse them. But every time, he opened, every time Balaam opened his mouth, he blessed the people because that was God. God has always been good to his people. So I'm trying to find the foundation under the foundation. Because you can't say God hasn't been good to us. If I ask for a show of hands, I'm sure everybody would raise their hand. Nobody's raising their hand, but God has been good to us. You know why he woke us up this morning? The blood's running through your vein. The little piece of job we have, God is the one that's giving it to us. Everything that we have, we owe it to God. And we need to be grateful for it. I mean, you know, it's good. It's good to be a Christian, but it's good to be a grateful Christian. You ever given your child something and they, they weren't grateful for it? You ever given a present and somebody didn't even say thank you? You feel like saying, give it back. <laughs> <laughs> Keep reading, brother. And from Shittim to Gilgal, right. that you might know the righteous acts of the Lord. Right. With what shall it come to the Lord? Now here they're responding to God. They say, well, what, what, what you want, God? You, 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 what do you want from us? What did they, what did they say, brother? Uh, shall I come to him with burnt offerings? Uh-huh. With yearling calves? Right. Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams? You know you could never sacrifice a thousand rams. They're being facetious. They're being overly facetious. What do you want from us, God? You know, we sacrifice to you all the time. We give you all of this stuff. Do you even want our children? What do you want, God? And what did he say, brother? Shall I present my firstborn mm -hmm. for rebellious acts? Right. Fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Mm -hmm. He has told you, O oh man, what is good. Uh-huh. And what does the Lord require of you? Right. But to do justly. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. That's the law of under the law. Preach, I come to church every Sunday, but there's a law under the law. Preach, I take the Lord's Supper, but there's a law under the law. We got to live right. And we got to do right. 
And we got to treat. I'm not negating coming and I'm not negating taking the Lord's Supper. But there's a foundation under the foundation. And that's something that took me a long time to learn. So we do the, the right things for the right reasons. What I'm trying to tell you today is that there's a foundation under the foundation. The law of Moses is what they were supposed to keep. They were supposed to sacrifice rams. They were supposed to do these things. But God was telling them, you don't walk justly. You don't love mercy. You don't do right. Even though you're doing those things, you've got to keep the foundation under the foundation. Then we're going to really be the people that God will have us to be. Gonna walk like somebody, talk like somebody. You know what God did? He sent this son. And his son represented God and human. He's the only person that had two sides. His mother was human, and his father was God was God. So when you saw Jesus lying in the boat and the waters was tempestuous, and he was asleep, and his apostles woke him up. When he was asleep, he was like acting like his mother. But when his apostles woke him up and he said, peace be still, you know who he was acting like? His father. When you saw Jesus go to the tomb of Lazarus, and you know the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, right? And Jesus wept. You know who he was acting like? His mother. But when he said, Lazarus, come forth, you know who he was acting like? His father. What I'm trying to tell you is we are the greatest savior in the world. Nobody else can, nobody else can touch him. And there's a foundation under the foundation that we have to live right and do right. Preacher, I never miss a Sunday. Preacher, I go to church all the time. Yeah, but are you standing on the foundation under the foundation? Are you living right and doing right? You, you know when you saw Jesus, when Jesus uh, had compassion, he looked out over the crowd and there were so many people and they were hungry. And he told, I think it was Philip, he said, you feed them. And Philip says, not enough, there's not enough money for we to have to feed these. He had compassion. But when he, when he multiplied those two fish and five loaves, when the compassion, he was acting like his mother. But when he multiplied those two fish and five loaves, you know who he was acting like? His father. He's the only one that represents both sides. And today I'm talking about a foundation under the foundation. So in 1 Corinthians, brother, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. What does he say there, brother? I speak with the tongues of men mm -hmm. and of angels. Right. But do not have love. I have become a noisy gong or a clanging See, that love is the foundation we have. That love is the foundation under the foundation. He said, I speak with the voice of angels and, and do not have love. I'm just a clamoring, a clamoring uh, symbol. What else, brother? I have to get the prophecy mm -hmm. and know all mysteries. Right. How can you be a brother or sister in Christ a hundred, well, I can't say a hundred years, nobody. But you've been a brother and sister of Christ for 20 years and secretly hate somebody. Secretly, man. You, you're not standing on the right foundation. Well, preacher, you don't understand. I come to church and I dress this and I do, no, but that's more to it than that. It's love. He said if you do all these things you don't have love, it profits you nothing. I'm talking about a foundation under the foundation. I'm talking about what we're gonna, when we stand in front of the Lord, that's what we're going to stand in on, how we have treated others and how. Of course you've got to be in the right body. There's only one church. There's only one place to be. But you still got to stand on the right foundation. And it's the foundation under the foundation. We've got to love one another. 
We got to be there for one another. We are family. No matter what, we are family. It, it was so nice of, of the Maxwell to open up their home to us. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're in the body of Christ, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And we, we have so many visitors in Fort Lauderdale. They're, they're coming off the cruise ship and stuff. And they're so happy to find us because what you find is a family member. We have one thing in common. You know what that is? That's the blood of Jesus. We've all been washed in the blood of Jesus. What can take away my sins? You're supposed to say nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. So the Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, brother, what does he say there? Mm-hmm. Let me show you what love is. This is us. Love is patient. Okay. And is not jealous. Uh-huh. Love does not brag. Uh-huh. And is not arrogant. Right. foundation under the foundation. Amen. You say, preach, I got perfect attendance. If it's a hurricane coming, I'm still coming to church. Preach, I'm coming to church. I'm, I'm a righteous person. That's good. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying you still got to be on that right foundation. And that foundation is love. He said, all the prophets hang on this foundation. That you love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your and you love your neighbor as yourself. Preacher, I come to church every Sunday, but don't ask me to go across the hall and shake that fellow hand over there. You know, they, they're not this and that. I'm trying to tell you there's a foundation up under the foundation. And that's what we have to stand on. That's love. And if we do that, I tell you, we'll be all right. We won't brag and we won't be puffed up. And we, we love, love conquers a multitude of sins. And the Bible tells me in Matthew 23, 23. Matthew 23, 23. It says, you scribes and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, you pay tithe and mint and anon and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters. See, there's a weightier matter. Oh, they were supposed to give tithe of these things under that old covenant. But there was something more important than that. That's the foundation, I'm telling you. That's the foundation under the foundation. It says, it says, but you have omitted the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These are the things that are important. These are the things that are good. Law, judgment, mercy. We have to have compassion and mercy for other people. Now, we have to, make, we have to draw lines. We have to draw, make a judgment. You know, because in Fort Lauderdale, on every corner, there's somebody with a cup. Now, I can't fill every cup of every corner. So I have to make some kind of judgment. But not to do anything for anybody is not acceptable. We've got to live in a way that we can show to exhibit this love that God has. But what I'm trying to tell you is that it's more than just perfect attendance. It's more than them just was keeping the law. Jesus, that's, what, that's what God's complaint was against Israel. You, you, I'm telling you, old man, what, what, is, what is greater, mercy and compassion and kindness. You wouldn't do those things. They want to know, what do you want, a, a thousand rams? You can't possibly sacrifice a thousand rams. They want to know, you want our children? They were really being facetious. God said, no, I want you to live right. And I want you to do right. And I want you to act right on top of being those other things. On top of the law of Moses. 
on top of coming to church, on top of doing us, we have to live like God will have us to live. I'm talking about our foundation under the foundation. That's what I'm talking about today. It took me a long time to learn this. You guys are probably a lot quicker than I am. But it took me a long time to learn this. So in Isaiah, Isaiah 114, he says, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hated. Wait a minute, God, you're the one that told them to give you these, these feasts, right? Who, who instituted the feast? God did. Who is, instituted these Sabbath days? God did. He said, God said, I hate them. He says, your, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hated, for they trouble me, for I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes. You mean God's going to hide his eyes from his own people? You know why? Because they're not standing on the foundation, under the foundation. They're not loving and treating people right. They're going through the motions. You can go through the motions all you want to. You've got to be right with God. I'm trying to tell you that there's something more important. It's all equal. It's all important that we have to be here. I'm not negating that. And I know we have to worship. And I know we have to take the Lord's Supper and pray and give of our means. These things are vitally important. But there's an undergird. There's an undercurrent of that. And that's treating people right. And it's going to be so many pious and righteous Christians that's going to go to hell. Because they didn't love the people the way they supposed to love. They were doing everything else. You couldn't tell them they weren't. But they weren't treating people and loving people. And they had that secret animosity and secret hate. And you know who sees that? God. God sees. We got we to gotta just put that stuff aside and just keep on going and try to be the best we can. The Bible said in Matthew 5, 21. Matthew 5, 21. What does he say there, brother? You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder. Mm-hmm. Right. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. See, they were saying, well, you know, you can't commit murder, but, but Jesus says it's more important that you can't, you can't be angry and call your brother a rocker or a fool. It's, more, it's, it's a foundation under that foundation. No, you aren't supposed to murder, but when you have this stuff in your mind and in your heart, you, 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 you're in bad shape. There's a foundation under the foundation, and it starts right up here. It starts with a transformed mind. We, we're not, our outside doesn't change, but this is what changed. Our mind has changed by the way we, we think and treat people and live. You know, we used to have some terrible stuff up there. I'm not the only one, right? <laughs> I used to have some terrible stuff up there, but God changed my mind. He didn't transform my body. He transformed my mind by the renewing of my mind. I don't think the way I used to think. I don't act the way I used to act. I don't use those four-letter words. I don't use those off-color jokes because I know God is good to me. And God, as a matter of fact, God is good to every one of us in here. And God has been so good to us. So what I'm trying to tell you is that we can't, we got to be more than just an outside, outward Christian. We have to be the ones who are standing on the foundation, under the foundation. And that's love. You don't love, it's a waste of time. Well, brother, you're supposed to do this, and brother, you no, we're supposed to love one another. And the Bible tells me that there's all, that was under the law of Moses. There's also a law of Christ. The Christ has come. We're not under that old law anymore. We are under the law of Christ. And Christ has died for us. 
And the problem people have is that they don't realize there's been a distinction between that old and that new law. They still think they can keep part of that old law and part of the new law. Just put it all together and we'll be right. When in Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7 verses 1, Romans 7, 1. In Paul's day, this was the same issue. And Paul addressed that in Romans 7, 1. What did he say there, brother? Right. The married woman is bound by law to her husband mm -hmm. while he is living. Right. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning the husband. Mm -hmm. So then, if while her husband is living, she is joined to another man, right. she shall be called an adulterer. Right. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, uh -huh. so that she is not an adulteress, though she is joined to another man. Right. Therefore, my whoa, 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 whoa. What's therefore, therefore? He said all of that to say this. What does he get ready to say? My brethren, you also were made to die for the law through the body of Christ. We're no longer under that old law. We're dead to it, to the body of Christ. You can't have an old wife and a new wife at the same time. You got to, you got to pick a lane, brother. You can't have, you can't have both of them. You're either under the law of Moses or you're under the law of Christ. You can't, be, you can't have them both. And that's what he's trying to tell. And there's so many people trying to stay under the law of Moses. We want those dietary restrictions. You can't eat this and you can't eat that. And you must assemble here. But God said, no, we, are in a new, we, we are, uh, have a new. Read that again, that last verse. Therefore, Therefore my brethren, mm -hmm. you also are made to die to the law right. through the body of Christ. Uh -huh. So that you might be joined to another. Uh -huh. Who are we joined to now? To him who is raised from the dead. Now who was he who was raised from the dead? Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? I'm talking about a foundation on a foundation. I'm talking about somebody that loved us so much to die and give up everything for us. And we have to be the same way. He's not going to take anything else. Those people under the law of Moses, oh, they kept the law of Moses, but they were some hellions. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do right and live right. And the people that are under the law of Christ, we got to keep the law of Christ, but we have to live right. It's a foundation under the foundation. That's what we have to do. We got to treat people right. And that's what he was telling them. Unless you do that, it's just not going to work. And the Bible tells me, in Hebrews 8, 8, under that old law, you know, it was written on tablets of stone. But in the new law, guess where it's written? It's written in our minds. It's written in our hearts. It's a difference between stone and flesh. And what did he say there, brother? Hebrews 8, 8. Now, who was the fault with? It wasn't in the law. It was with them. You know what they told Adam and Eve? Don't eat of that fruit that's in the middle of the garden. Guess what they ate of? <laughs> what happens when somebody tells you not to do something? What do you do? What they tell you not to do? My, 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 my son was in the car, and the police had gotten behind us, and we were riding in the car. And they said, don't turn around now because the police behind us. You know what he did? He turned around. <laughs> And the police pulled, you know, for no reason, we weren't doing anything wrong, but the police pulled us. Whatever you tell somebody not to do, that's what we're going to do. So what did he say, brother? Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant. There's going to be a new covenant. It's not the Old Testament. The Old Testament brought us to Christ. The New Testament is this covenant we're under. We're under Christ. What did he say? With the house of Right. 
uh -huh. on the day when I took them by the hand right. to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Uh -huh. For they did not continue in my covenant. They broke it. People still say, well, well you know, the, the Jews are the children of God. No, you broke that covenant a long time ago. You destroyed that a long time ago. God gave you every chance. And God could have said, okay, you broke it. That's it. We're over. But God said, I'm going to make a new covenant. You can't claim God and do him wrong. We can't live right. I mean, live wrong and, and think we're right with God. They broke the covenant. And what happened? He regarded them not. He said, okay, I'm not even going to regard you all. I'm going to make a new covenant. And what happened, brother? For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You see how much you see how much better this covenant is. It's written. You know the people who worship on Sabbath, they say, "Well, we'll never leave the Sabbath because the covenant was written with the finger of God, and we're going to stay with the covenant that was written with the finger of God." Can you see God's finger writing on those tablets of stone? They shall have no other God but me. This is. But guess what was written on our mind? It was written in our mind. Guess what it was written with? The finger of God. Because no, nobody else can write something in your mind but God. God has been too good to us. And we have the gall and the nerve to have problems with stuff. No, our job is to stand on the foundation, under the foundation. It's going to be many people that's going to go to hell and consider themselves Christians, but they thought about the wrong foundation. They thought just because I show up and sing the songs and take the Lord's Supper, I'm good. No, it's love. He said it was some weightier matters. You ought to have done this, but you should not have left off the weightier matters. Oh, today I'm telling you it's, it's, it's a great day for all of us because it's a day that's going to liberate us. It's a day that's going to free us to realize that love is, a, love is vitally important to all of us. And you can't have these little secret animosities in your heart because you know, God sees it. And we got to be the kind of people that love one another. And, and, if we, and if we do have those things, somehow we got to get rid of it. we got to get rid of that stuff out of our hearts. But one more thing I want you to know, then the lesson will be yours. The reason we stand on the foundation, under the foundation, is because we represent God. You know, when you go off to college, your, your mama and your daddy say, don't go up there acting a fool. You represent this family. And you, you act like this family is supposed to act. Maybe they didn't tell you that, but that's what they tell. Told. You know, the one guy was sending his child off to college. He said, now, son, I don't have any money. I don't have anything to give you but a good name, and you better not mess that up. <laughs> so what I'm trying to tell you is that we represent God. The reason we stand on the foundation, under the foundation, because we represent God. And so we need to act like somebody. And, act, and Romans, I'm sorry, and John 8:41. There's two fathers you can represent, though. There's a good father and there's a bad father. There's Satan and there's God. And in John 8, 41, what does he say there, brother? You are doing the deeds of your father. Uh-huh. They said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. You know what they're implying to him? We know about Mary. <laughs> and we know about his immaculate conception. And we only have one father. They're implying that Jesus was illegitimate. And they said, we only have one father but God. And what did he say? Jesus said to them, if God were your father, mm -hmm. he would love you. Mm -hmm. For I proceeded forth from, from, forth and have come from God. Mm -hmm. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Mm -hmm. Why do you 
Right. You are of your father, Now you got to make sure you're representing the right father. <laughs> it's two fathers spiritually. It's one Satan and one's God. Which one are you representing? If you're standing on the wrong foundation, you're representing the wrong father. He says, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abodeth not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, he speaketh a lie of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's some strong stuff there. <laughs> He's the first one with a lie. He said, you should surely not die. And, they, and they, we've been dying ever since. You know, they started living. Methuselah lived 900 and some years. What happened? He died. Moses lived a long time. All these people lived a long time. What happened? They died. That's because they don't realize that they re some people are representing the wrong father when they do certain things. But the thing is, we represent our Father, which is in heaven. So in Matthew 5, 9. Matthew 5, 9. What does he say there, brother? Blessed are the peacemakers, mm -hmm. for they shall be called sons of God. Now, are you a peacemaker? You know, there's some people, they're just troublemakers. Always trying to start trouble. I don't know how it was in your school, but when you were getting ready to fight, there was always somebody trying to make you fight. <laughs> And they say, they say, you all going to fight or what? And they'll say, the baddest one, cross this line. <clears throat> or, they'll say, or they'll say, I don't know, whatever they would say. But what I'm trying to tell you is that there's some people who are not peacemakers. That can't be us, right? You know why? Because we represent our God, our Father on high. Because we stand on the foundation, under the foundation. We are somebody. And we need to act that way. Just like our parents told us when you went off to college, you act like somebody. The Bible says in uh, Luke chapter 6.35, Luke 6.35, what does he say there, brother? But love your enemies and do good, uh -huh. land, expecting nothing in return, uh -huh. and your reward will be great, uh -huh. and you will be sons of the Most High. That's how we're the sons of the Most High. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't pay people back. <laughs> you know, he said land and not expect anything in return. As Christians... When we, when, we, when we borrow something, we should pay it back. But I'm trying to show you how our Father is. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. God takes care of those who are Christian and who are non-Christians. But what I'm saying is we're supposed to be like our Father on high. <clears throat> we represent Him. And it's vitally important that we do that. And in Ephesians 5.1, Ephesians 5.1, He says, But be ye therefore followers of God and as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ hath also loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice of God with a sweet-smelling savor. The, the, the whole premise is that we have to have the foundation under the foundation. God has always had law. He had a law of Moses. He had a law of Christ. And we are supposed to adhere to those laws. But what God is showing us, even with the law, there's a foundation under the foundation. And we're the ones that represent him. And if you're going to represent him, we have to live right. Love has to be something that's in our vocabulary. Maybe there's someone here today that's not doing that. You want to hear his word. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you want to believe what he says. You know, belief, faith is just like belief. If I tell you that there's a bomb in this building. If you sit there, you don't believe me. 
But if you get up and leave, you believe it's just like God. God tells you in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. And your professors say, no, there was something went bang. You say, well, what went bang? Oh, I don't know what went bang, but something went bang. Believe in God. Faith is just believing what God says and acting on that. So Hebrews uh, 11, 4, but without faith it's impossible to please him. He that come to God must believe. And you got to repent. Luke 13, 3, I tell you, nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And you are going to have to uh, confess Matthew 10:32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. You're going to have to say you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But you're going to have to also be baptized. Mark 16:16. 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Somebody said, well, preacher, I don't believe in that. I don't believe you mean to tell me. And they'll come up with all these scenarios. You're on your way to get baptized. You've accepted the Lord in your heart. And you get in a car accident, you mean to tell me? I'm just telling you what Jesus said. Jesus said, he that believe it and is baptized shall be saved. The one guy said, well, preacher, if you 30,000 feet in the air and you, and you believe in God and, and you have a plane, the plane goes down and, and, and you die in the plane wreck, you mean to tell me? And I just say, you're not 30,000 feet in the air right now. <laughs> You can come down this aisle right now. You can give me your hand. You can give Christ your heart. And say, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ, you know what Jesus Christ went for, through for us? He, he was sped upon. How many of you will take somebody spitting on you? He was given a crown of thorns. He was given vinegar to drink. You know, and they just, they treated him bad. They slapped him. You know what? If you slap me, I go and get everybody I know, <laughs> and we're going to come back and take care of you. But he didn't do that because he loved us. He loved us all. He stayed on the cross. He had the ability to call more than 12 legions of angels. And they said, come down from the cross. You know what we would have did? We would have jumped down and said, now what? But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus stayed on the cross for all of us. I want you to come down this aisle. I want you to give me your hand give Christ your heart. And you can be baptized for the remission of your sin. All of your sins will be washed away. Isn't that a wonderful thing? To have all your sins, you know, the, uh, the, the big families, I don't know if you come from a big family, but a lot of those families back in the day, there was 12 and 13 and 14 siblings. And you know, when they took a bath, they didn't run 12, 12 loaves of water. Everybody took a bath in that same water. And you know what happened when the 12th sibling got out of there? That dirt was just floating on top of the water. That's your sin. Your sins would just be washed away. If you're going to be added to the body of Christ, you come down this aisle and have all your sins washed away. You say, well, will I be perfect? No, you're not going to be perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We all, we all go through some ups and downs, but you have the ability to repent then. And if you walk in the light, as he's in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sins. Maybe you're a Christian and you stop living right. What better time to make that right than today? Because I want you to stand on the foundation under the foundation. And that's love. And that's what we're going to have to stand on. So let that be known as together we stand and sing the song of invitation.